I love how you say recording now and then immediately afterwards it's like recording in progress. Yes, I know. He just told me. Thank you. It, it's just confirming that you are listening to what I was saying. So what? Don't... Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> book. Books. Books are not something I like reading. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to say this now, even though we're going to be talking about a book, and even though I wrote a book, uh, and even though I listen to articles, I don't like reading. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there to start with. Let's see John's face. So why did you, st- why did you, why, why oh why did you decide to write one? That is a great question. Um, and I, I, you know, I should have a really good answer for this, but to be honest, I don't. Uh, the, the best answer I have and the reason that I wrote the book was I wanted a different challenge. I wanted a different experience. I wanted to do something I was uncomfortable with. Uh, and I was approached by Pact to write a book about Notion. And I said, yes. But I didn't really understand what that meant to start with. <laughs> Going to be completely honest, I had I had no idea what it what it meant to write a book. I knew obviously writing pages of a book and some sort of outline, and that 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 that, that, that was it. I was like, yeah, let's let's do this. Um, do you have any questions about my initial thoughts about writing a book before I go on a bit of a? Um, apart from why the heck he decided to do it, that was one. <laughs> because yeah. that was one thing that confused me with you it's like you know how did you try and navigate i mean i know because i was the technical writer but or reviewer or whatever the freaking heck i was called um you had a title <laughs> yeah yeah i had a title which meant nothing because the marketing part, department completely forgot i existed the moment I... <laughs> oh, yeah that, that was that was funny that was, yeah anyway Beside the point, it's going to be a rampy video, I feel. Oh, yeah, there's going to be some some snide, sly comments where things were... Mistakes were made. Let's leave it there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so what did you... What did you think you... What did you hope to achieve by writing a book about Notion in particular? I like that question. I like that question. What did I hope to achieve? The, the first thing was an experience of writing a book. So I know, I knew when I finished my master's degree that I wanted to write a book, but I had no idea how, when, what, who, <laughs> where about a book. I, I knew literally nothing apart from uh, you you write stuff down and you go to a publisher and publish it. The academic world is very different in publishing articles because you have to go to certain journals and be like, can you publish my article? And then they all read through it and then they will critique it. And depending on the, the clarity, I guess, or the, the quality of the journal, you may be more stringently reviewed. So you sort of, you say to, I don't know, 10, 15 different journals, hey, here's my article. Would, it, would you let me publish it? Uh, and a lot of them say no. And then they sort of say, oh, you need to edit this. You need to edit that. Uh, and they go through things like that. And I was like, is a book the same? It's not the same, by the way. Uh, <laughs> far easier. Um, so I wanted to understand that. And then I also wanted to understand because most of the writing that I had done previous to writing this book was here's, here's a topic. So here's the introduction, here's a lit review, here's a methods, a discussion, limitations, maybe results and conclusion, which is what the Moses is basically a load of articles which go through those processes. A book isn't that. A book is a story. The Notion book isn't quite a story in the traditional sense, in like, 
here's a narrative around a person or around a problem or a situation or something. It's it's a it's a tactile book. It's a very much a if you need to learn this thing, go to this chapter. Um, it does take you through yeah. the journey of a, a learner, but yeah. I think I think that was a really. <clears throat> if I was in your shoes, all the publishing issues aside. I don't know whether I would have done a book on Notion. I mean, I am writing a book, but I'm going to self-publish. Oh my God, I'm self-publishing. <laughs> I am just self-publishing. Um, it's it's much easier. Yeah, yeah. And and in fact, from the research that I've done, it's actually better in almost every single way to self-publish, unless you are huge. And I mean huge. And even then it's not necessarily going to be as valuable as you think it is. Um, and in fact, it can just be a right pain in the backside from experience of what we dealt with and also from other clients that I've spoken to. I think what I would say with the, with the self-publishing and the getting someone else to publish it for you, I think from, from my experience, yes, there were lots of like issues, frustrations and hiccups along the way, but I learned those while someone else had all the stress, like they had to do with all the stress about it. So from a, a beginner's perspective, writing a book, it's quite nice to have someone else do a lot of the stuff that I don't know about. Um, yes. And I, d- I didn't have to pay for it. There's no financial burden on me. And it's just like, oh, there's all these things I need to consider. Okay. So when I go and write my book, I, I have an understanding of the book process. So even though it's full of friction, so much learning, which I think you've sort of taken from our experience and on your way yes yeah definitely it did help me clarify that I wanted to self-publish because I feel by self-publishing that I can just do it in my own time there is less like I think from what I understand it's not just one company the company that we did it with that had Mm -hmm. the same problems I think it just is the industry in general is really messy um which that's what I've heard as well yeah, like which for Notion consultants, hey, you know, maybe you should go into, you know, helping. <laughs> no, um, it would be quite interesting to see that actually more people doing that because it's quite a messy, messy thing. But what were well, just for clarity? It's it's when why he said Notion consultants. It's not necessarily the 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 business side of it themselves it's the organizing of the business themselves most of them because there are a variety of departments there are a variety of people involved and there's lots of different things that need to be checkboxed and gone through the organizing system behind a couple of companies that i've spoken to well i've spoken to people that have worked with a couple of different publishers uh there's four in total that i can think of i don't want to name them all um but there are very similar issues which notion could solve which, oh yeah, which well, was any, any form of organizational software could solve, but I think Notion would be a really good one because there's so much fluidity. That's something I was surprised at is how much movement there is in the case of writing a book. Like if you mm-hmm. go via a publisher, it's like, oh, well, we need it by this date. Well, I can't make it by this date. Okay, then that's fine. It's like, oh, it was very fluid, which was helpful because, you know, it was very interesting. The process was interesting. And yes, I did learn a hell of a lot. I'm intrigued at like the choices that were made around actually writing a notion book. Cause I am not sure it was the right medium. 
after being part of the process with you of like and also the fact that it's now out in a month yeah, on well, amazon end of the month end of, the month, end of yeah. this month it's out and block by block has just come in and gone hey here's a ton of new stuff coming yeah have fun with that the whole database section is literally null and void now it's it's funny like i i knew that going in i knew that going into writing the book that it was going to be out of date as, as soon as it was published uh and the the reason the reason i carried on going through was one i didn't know about the database update at the time of obviously starting the book um and i found out about halfway through writing the book that they were going to do this update and i was like oh okay um and I had I had two thoughts about it. One was, oh my god, this book's a waste of time. I'm just wasting loads of effort, uh, which I think is a fair, fairly valid valid thought. Uh, but the second one is, well, actually, when you look when you look at the the functions of what I'm speaking about in the book, they don't change. The filters don't change. The sorts don't change. The views don't change. It's just some added features into those sections. Mm. Uh, so, for example, while I was writing the book group the group feature in the databases came out so i had to add that in while i was writing the book which was one of those issues that i i knew was going to happen there were going to be updates uh, some of the screenshots i would imagine are going to be outdated soon because obviously the 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 look changes uh the different dark like the dark mode is obviously now darker than it was those sorts of things and although they are aesthetic changes and although a lot of the the function changes again are additions because it's an app and a software it's always moving forwards so i see it in two ways people that buy the book i think are more likely to just look at the the tactile like how do i do this thing rather than all the other stuff uh, that's that's added to it but i do recognize that more advanced users will be like where's this where's this where's this which is where i guess like sql 2 comes in and this is where my like oh yeah thinking came in when I look at academic books, like textbooks, uh, what's this one called? A Student's Handbook of Cognitive Psychology is the book I'm currently reading. This is edition five. This mm. isn't an app. This isn't software. This is just the way people are thinking. And this is like 1,200 pages long. <laughs> um, and and this, this series of book has been going for 20 years. Uh, some series have been going for far, far longer. And that's, that's not an app, that's thinking. And thinking changes in like minutes. So it made yeah. me realize, well, if they've got books on things that are old, like people are still writing articles and books about things that have been disproven, learning styles, Feynman technique, uh, and they have been disproven. Sorry, sorry, I'm not sure. Is the Feynman technique not real? <laughs> oh no, the, the technique is real. It's just not backed by science. Uh, yes, so... But, but those things are still spoken about. And I was like, I'm writing a book. I might, I might, I might as, like, I can associate it with all these other books that are static, which is one of those things that I realized when communicating information is information is static as soon as you've shared it. Mm. As soon as you share something, it's static. So instead of it being, oh, yeah, my book's out of date now, it's everything I share is out of date now. So how do I keep it dynamic? That's why I share my notes. And this is something that I realized while I was writing the book and while I was, I was tackling these questions. Um, and that's where I'm at now. I'm at a point now where everything I publish, I know is static unless I'm adding to it, which is only my notes. Everything else is just a static point in time, which yeah. if you've seen my video on systems theory in Zettelkasten, that was one of the things that he speaks about in his um, systems theory, complexity theory, in that 
organization environments change systems change and evolve but your notes don't unless you add to them yeah and <clears throat> i think that's something that i'm kind of slowly i always knew it but it's like being able to explain it clearer of the fact that obviously my my name is simplicity specialist but simplicity is not simplicity as i've said before it is actually a lot of complexity because things change in a static and i think the there is a wonderful shift which i'm slowly noticing around business and productivity which is the spaces that i inhabit most of all of how we're now shifting to more complexity rather than more simplicity we want to feel like it's easy and it's effortless but the complexity is coming in more because life is a little bit weird so i'm i'm intrigued by that so for for reference uh meanings are in people not in words that's where the meanings section came from and i think this is what we're sort of moving towards when you say complexity what 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 do you see as complex what what's making it more complex what tangibly is changing i think it's it's there is an inherent disorganized disorganization our brains are not exactly well organized well mine certainly isn't like naturally there is no everything kind of happens and they all connect in their own way but it's not in the way that we force we want to force that i love how your face is <laughs> no no what are you talking about I think there is an inherent, like, there are lots and lots of things happening at once that we cannot really control. And, or we have, okay, limited control over to use the correct term and what I'm actually saying. Having limited control over these things, but these pieces just fall into a, to its own structure. And what simplicity deems is that we like simplicity is often seen as minimalism, but they are nowhere near the same. They are like completely not the same at all. No, I think we already did an episode yeah. on that one on that rant. Um, and simplicity is embracing the complexity. I think that's kind of what I'm what I'm saying, because things just move. And they eventually find their way into a place. The reason my face is going is like this, this discussion right here epitomizes one of the disagreements I had with a, a presenter that I was listening to. So a, a bit of backstory, sports coaching, skill acquisition is a field. There was a, an individual that was presenting about skill acquisition. They disagreed with uh, the, the the different theoretical approaches to skill acquisition. They said, no, terminology don't need it it's a waste of time essentially i disagree with that and the two different theoretical approaches meant a lot uh, and in practical application there were differences and this individual was basically saying that it's it's making things too complicated for coaches uh, and which is why i asked you about complexity because i think complexity comes in different forms the way that yes. you yeah and the way that you expressed it is how i see complexity which is multiple interacting parts like yes 
simultaneously needing some sort of explanation. Yes. Which the complexity, therefore, is dependent on your prior knowledge, again, depending on your approach, um, your prior knowledge or the information you have and how your ability to collect it together into a schema or whatever you want to call it, again, depending on your approach, um, how, how easy that is. So cognitive load theory is one way to express this in that if you've got five elements, element interactivity, five elements, it could be really, really complex. But if all five of those elements you've already processed in your head before, it's actually only one. Uh, so it can become easier if you've already processed the information before. And when you said there are lots of moving parts that haven't been organized, the way I see that is people are trying to, this is my interpretation of what you said, people are trying to organize multiple pieces of information that they haven't processed yet, but they're trying yeah. to process it all at the same time. And they're just like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, that, and, and what people think, what I've noticed is people think that being able to process all that information at the same time as productivity hmm. when yeah, it's not it's not no it's not it's it's nowhere near that productivity is not being able to process hundreds of things that that doesn't that doesn't make any freaking sense <laughs> and this is where those theoretical approaches which i'm not going to go into because it's not the time uh drastically differ because mm. according to one approach you, you want to process all this stuff. Yeah, that's productive, but you can't do that. You, you, you physically cannot do that. It's impossible. Your brain does not let you do it. It's not, oh, yeah, I can sort it. No, your brain does not let you multitask. You cannot do it. This is, this is, this is, this is where you I'm fundamentally cannot do yeah. it. And, and that's the thing. The traditional view of productivity is you can. The traditional viewpoint of productivity is you should and you can. So do it. <laughs> the book. Like, and th this is where I mean by theoretical approaches. A lot of people assume because of the way it's, it's spoken about generally. Oh, yeah, we, we remember this. Our working memory, that long-term memory, this cognitive psychology, that. They don't say that, but that's basically what they're implying, information processing. Uh, and because it's just engrossed in the way that we speak, a lot of us assume cognitive psychology is true, which a lot of elements are. Neuroscience, neuropsychology, loads of other elements and stuff. But we assume all these things are true. And then we're like, oh, well, I can't do this because of this. Or productivity needs to look like that because I assume this. No, <laughs> no, not necessarily. There are other opinions. There are other views. And you don't have to completely like upend your thinking and be like, oh, wow, I need to completely change it. Just challenge your thought a little bit and be like, oh, okay, what is this working memory thing? Is this a thing? Just, just for like train of thought. Working memory, there are 12 different models of working memory. It, 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 there's not a oh this is how working memory works there are 12 different models and they're Yay. the ones they're they're the ones that have been spoken about quite extensively then there are other theories and other hypotheses and working memory has long-term working memory as well which is different to long-term memory right and everyone's like oh yeah i remember this stuff or i'm processing what does processing mean are you processing in working memory or long-term memory or long-term working memory or which model are you using you're, you're not processing at all you're trying to remember it all whilst trying to process something else. They're two different things. Yeah. And that is something that when I work with clients, I <laughs> make them not do as best as possible because it's just a waste of bandwidth. If you believe that um, waste of, it is a waste. And mm -hmm. we have tools and solutions that help us in body cognition. Um, extended. I was going to say extended cognition. Yeah. yeah. Embodied, extended. They switch them out when they feel like it. No one in is clear on what it is. 
I think it's like the four E's of cognition. We'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. The four E's of cognition. And I think it's the case of like not saying you're all wrong because unfortunately the brain is not that simple. It's actually ridiculously complicated and no one knows the real truth. Look back to our first episode to our definition of truth. Um, <clears throat> meaning. I meaning. Think meaning. Meaning is better than definition because. Meaning of truth. Yeah. It's a point. working definition. So. Everyone's yeah, going to be slightly me, different. Yeah. Um, Philosophical so, approach. Ludwig. Lovely. I could go on yeah, a tangent, I'm but I'm not now. going to. Huh? <laughs> I could go on a tangent, but I'm not going to. I know yeah. you could. What <laughs> back, a surprise. <laughs> uh, back, back to the book with the notion. Um, oh, yeah, we were talking about that, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the complexity. The complexity of writing the book, because obviously lots of moving parts, lots of moving, uh, well, things moving in notion and changing and evolving and you having a static opinion. Uh, with, with my notes, my dynamic notes, I've actually recently changed my website, which mimics this philosophy in that mo- my blog posts, what I realized whilst writing this book, I realized my blog posts are static posts. That's all they are. They are static. This is what happened this day, or this is my current understanding of this thing. Uh, and that's what it was. And I realized my notes are dynamic posts because they are being changed. They are being added to Literally every time I, I see something, a recent video shared uh, that I shared on YouTube uh, has a plugin called update time on edit. So I can see when I last updated the thing, uh, which blog posts you have to manually do that, which is just a pain in the bum. Uh, so I've, I've changed my website in that I have the, I, I'm going to, I'm going to call them main articles. They're not main articles. They're just working notes that have some sort of substance to them. And I've put them in there and be like, there's these things. So instead of looking at just static notes, you're now looking at dynamic notes, which link to everything else, which I think would be the most appropriate way to share a book, an application, a tool, a tool, a way of thought. But there is no easy narrative with dynamic articles, which is where I think a book or something that is linear comes in. It's very hard to go in into the Notion help pages and go, I'm going to read all of these. <laughs> Because you just yeah. don't know. Yeah. I, I think it was it was understanding. Like, do you think you'll go back in and update the book? No. No, not at all. The the and the reason I say that um is because when you look at the books, the other books around different applications, like uh, well, anything for dummies, really, like that that whole series. They, I I think I read an Excel book from like 2011 um, and it still had information that was current in the, like the recent Excel. It looked different and the buttons were in different places, but it was still current information. So it didn't become redundant. Some of the features were outdated. Yes. um, But as someone that is using technology now, all I needed to do was like, oh, this bit is out of date. I'm going to look for the update, which you could Google, which obviously every everyone on Google or the internet, you can see those updates. So unless there is a massive drastic change to the way everything works in Notion, and it's not just updates here and there, there's no real need. So maybe, at, maybe in like three years when Notion looks completely different, there would need to be another update. Would I need to do that? Probably not, because Notion are big enough themselves to do it, to be honest. <laughs> like, If they wanted a book, they could hire someone to write a book uh, or the team do the book. They have obviously made a conscious decision not to do it right now, which makes sense. Uh, 
it really does make sense thinking about it because they are in this rapid growth phase where loads of things are happening i think that's where for me i don't think i would have gone down the same road as you i think like talking about static and dynamic i think it kind of brings on the topic of courses a little bit more of like thinking the same yeah courses are dynamic they are genuinely dynamic there is a static element to them but they have a higher level of dynamic dynamism dynamic yeah (laughs) dynamism (laughs) dynamism yeah is that yeah i know when when i first heard the pronunciation i was like what and i was like actually now that makes sense because you can't really say dynamism because that doesn't make sense yeah true yeah english is dynamism. <laughs> yeah well you know we have to complicate things yeah well, and and on on the line of courses i think there are static elements to courses and dynamic elements to courses which is what makes the the course industry so complex and i'm going to say mm. complex because there are so many different elements like do you do a mooc what type of mooc do you do how long do you like leave it for is it six modules is it eight modules is it six weeks four weeks how many lessons are there are there like 200 lessons that are really short are there four lessons that are really long uh, are there sessions like live sessions how long are the live sessions what timings are the live sessions and all those small little elements plus like are there follow-up emails are there not follow-up emails do you have to get it done in this six weeks or is it lifetime access and all these small moving elements have different interactivity with static and dynamic movements element interactivity i did a video about cognitive load theory on my third channel i guess you could say and i did loads of rhymes in it oh it's so much fun and i rhymed interactivity with subjectivity i was like ah that's so cool Uh, but yeah really (laughs) massive side tangent there Uh, (laughs) but yeah so i think there are lots of static and dynamic moving elements and the more static elements you have in whatever product you have the more likely it will be outdated but the more helpful it may be for people looking at it because it's just a this, 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 rather than going this, but also all these things, this, but maybe some of these things, this, but also some of that stuff, because dynamic typically has more moving parts, which is more elements. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> Finding that balance difficult. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's um, one of the, my big problems when I made a course or make courses or programs or digital products is the fact that, accepting how much dynamism there is and it being enough Mm. yeah yeah so is there anything else with the the book making process you want to talk about or do you want to lean towards some of the the updates in notion and speak about them what they were talking about block by block Mm. no i'm good we're covered we've covered the book yeah it's coming out at the end of the month. If you want to go buy it, go buy it. But I don't think you go. Most people here will mm. be in quite the right audience for it now. But if yeah, you're if new you... to Notion, you want to kind of get a basic outline, then it's all right. Basic outline. Have you seen the formula chapters? Okay, fine. The formula <laughs> chapters are pretty gnarly as well. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So block by block. Obviously, as Notion ambassadors, we had access to some of this stuff a little bit early, so we could beta test stuff. Beta testing is great fun, side comment. I'm beta testing for other apps at the moment, and some of the tests, I'm like, what the F have you done with the tool? (laughs) You've broken it. Um, But yeah, I'm 
I'm excited in the next couple of weeks beta testing a, a tool that I'm using, uh, which I may talk to John about afterwards. But yeah, so yeah, with block by block, ah, ah, you guys don't know, no, no. With with block by block, there were lots of features that I was familiar with. Some of them not so much because Notion isn't my personal tool of choice. Uh, so yeah, what, this is where I can say quite a bit because I, I say, have. What, what are you interested in the most? I think it is the two things. One is the up, up no, for actually, quite frankly, all of them. <laughs> I was there like, no, no, just a couple of things. No, all of them. I think um, synced databases, for one, are going to be nuts. They're going to be crap when they first come out. I just feel that they're not going to be that good when they first come out. Like, but as they develop them, I think we may get some form of recurring tasks, like, built in. I think that's what they're planning. I hope that's what they're planning because that really will make Notion a project manager because until they have those features, they are not a project manager or a task manager. I wish they were, but they're not. We're hacking it. Let's be real. But it works my, for our brains. I was going to say, that was my first thought when I when I heard about the sync databases. I was like, oh, that means Google Calendar, which means recurring tasks. How do they do that? They must be bringing it in in some way, somehow. I hope they are. I hope they are. Because I genuinely think that will take Notion into a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that lightly. You know, I think it will take Notion to a different level if they put like, if they if they have different database types. Because I also think part of um, their movement to be a little bit more public with what their updates are might possibly be have something to do with the fact that Coda's done a ton of really nice updates. Yes. And they but are Coda are really they are catching Notion. up to Notion really fast. To the point where I was like, huh, I might go look at that again. I genuinely was like, I might look at that again now that we've got because one of the big criticisms, apart from the price, because goodness me, they are it's very expensive for what it is. But anyway. Uh, one of the thing, one of the big criticisms I had of Coda was the lack of columns and the lack of pages like Notion has, and now they've got that, and I'm just like, oh, am I gonna go play mm. because of that? The thing with Coda is because they have their formulas have always been better than Notion, uh, and they've got formulas that can go inline which Notion is just not possible at all. Um, so you have automatic calculations in line. You have buttons, which, again, doesn't do anything. You've got triggers. So the more automated elements and calculation elements of just writing out a doc and putting essentially formulas and code inside of words, inside of text, is far better in Coda. Uh, but the look is still a bit janky. I'm going to use that it, word. It is. It's not as nice and it's not as clean as, as Notion, yet. which is the first yet. Yeah. Which is the frustrating part. Um, I haven't played with Coda enough to comment enough of it yet. I just saw a video, watched the video and I was like, oh, mm. well, now I'm intrigued. Now that's interesting. I like that. That still looks hideous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it was interesting, but I feel that I'm very much excited about the new um, databases. Yes. They are very nice. It really does clean up Notion dashboards. Like, 
with the fact that you can see your tasks and projects and multiple databases at the same time in one single view. Um, I've been playing with that and that has been amazing to be able to switch. So for example, like my notion systems changed um, quite a bit since I, I should probably do an update video. Um, <laughs> if I can be asked, like I have a whole new kind of setup that I'm playing with. It's an evolution of my old, old one, obviously, because everything is kind of built on top of one another. But I'm able to see just in one page all of my tasks, all of my events, all of my projects, all of the documentation I'm writing, as well as another section to see all the kind of active hubs in my business, all in one, all in one view, all in one embed, which is mm really darn nice and the fact that you can change filters and not mark them as like say for everyone it can be custom on each other's pages filter wow that was english i think that's really powerful as well that combined with groupings and it just looks nicer although one freaking request please make it so that we can change the darn names just by clicking on them instead of having to click on it then press rename because oh my gosh that's annoying anyway yeah i think my when i first saw them i absolutely hated them um and i think i think i'm just going to get a similar response to a lot of people using notion because it is drastically different in the way that it oh, works it like you have to click in different places and then you get a different view and you're like what is this where is that obviously some of the icons have changed as well and you, it, it's it's a bit disorientating and for people that aren't that comfortable with tools and tech and when you suddenly see an update like this it's it's not that the features have changed drastically. There are some added features like we were just going over, but it looks different. And you're like, oh yeah, I'll go click over there. Wait, what? Why, why is it so big? Why is it so small? Why is it to the left? Why isn't it over there? Uh, and something else as well that I was, I, I had to get my head around was the filters. I'm so used to the filters being in this one way and doing this thing. And then they're suddenly like boxed over there, like in the side and on this small little circle thing. You're like, what? Uh, and I didn't like that. And to be honest, I still don't like it. I, I prefer the way that it was to start with, but it's probably because I've been using it for so effing long. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's more for us, because we've been using Notion for so long, it sucks. Mm. But I think from a user experience for new people, it is so much better. And I think their focus of this um, is to make things like linked databases way more obvious that they are yes. powerful i was gonna Which... say i think yeah i was i was, was going to say i think from all of the marketing that notion do linked databases is something that they treat as this like advanced difficult thing uh which working with some clients is actually over complicating it because when i say oh yeah we'll just create a linked database they go oh no we don't need all of that and i'm like Yes, you do. That's the whole point of Notion. But because it's it's pushed as this really difficult, complicated thing, uh, it needs to be easier in the actual app. You need to be able to go, oh, yeah, that's a linked database now. Um, which I, I think, think that, that the databases is, have tried to. Yeah. yeah, and I really love that. I think that is going to be so much more powerful because the moment people realize when I work with clients and we do a build and I show them how that works, oh, wait, you just pulled that in there. Is that a new debt? No, it's the same one. It's just viewed in different ways and you can just, and if you don't want to go into the different sections, you can just go to this page and see all of them. Oh, it's that, that face, that literal light bulb. 
oh shit that's powerful like they they are they cannot believe mm. how powerful it is and i think by having these updates it will become clearer yeah i think it'll become clearer and more intuitive because a lot of people that i work with when you say i'll oh, create a link database either they push the slash command and then they scroll all the way down to where it is or they have to type it in so they have to know what they're looking for which mm. obviously if you don't know what you're looking for you can't find it uh, whereas in a database when you just click on a view and it's asks you which database do you want it's just there you, you don't have to go searching for it it just tells you which database do you want and then you question wait which database i can do that so it's mm. More that was obvious. my experience when I did it. I was like, oh, 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 okay. No, really? Oh, it, it allowed more creativity, which I think mm. Notion need to maximize on. The power of Notion is the fact that it is flexible. It has that creative flair to it. I, I would I would adapt that slightly. I wouldn't say it allows more creativity because it was still there. I would say it allows more explicit creativity. It's, yes, it's, yeah, it's I just agree. A, this is how you rather than implicit because linked databases were there. We could do it. It's just you needed to know what you were doing to be able to do it. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yeah, I can agree with that. And I guess now something it's much easier. Cool. Something that is intriguing on, so a couple of clients I'm working with at the moment is the, the views are obviously, there's so many different types of views. What, what one do I pick? How do I pick it? This sort of thing. Uh, and the, so the board view, I've absolutely hated the board view ever since it started because I'm not a Kanban user. Even though I use Kanban and Obsidian, it's not the same. I was about to yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not the same in Obsidian because it's, it's literally just a line being moved up or down. There's no real tangible thing uh, that makes it Kanban because it's going across, but it could quite easily go up and down. Uh, and in inside of projects, it's just a, a stage essentially. And even though I'm using the Kanban in city, I'm actually moving away. I'm using tags instead because I prefer it because uh, I could just click on the stage and be like, oh yeah, there it is. There's all the search stuff. Um, but the, the grouping and the subgrouping inside of board views plus formulas for viewing has actually uh, enabled me to create some really, really, I would call advanced views of information. So just to give uh, an example, there's a stage of, of a type of job. So I have a filtered database for a type of job and there are different stages of that job that it needs to go through. But there are different people that work on different jobs. So I have it subgrouped by the people. Uh, and then each stage has a certain time limit. So from stage one to stage two, two to three, three to four, et cetera. And they need to see how long stage one took. So you can have a card in this grid on stage three underneath this person, which has been filtered for this job type that shows job one, uh, stage one took this long because it's calculated through a formula and a date property. So they have all of that information in one view about one job and all the other jobs there associated. So you can see almost everything you want in one view in Notion, which I don't know of any other application that you could do something like that. Even ClickUp with all of its stuff, you'd have to do a fair amount of clicking around or you'd have to add a lot of settings and change things. And it wouldn't be as flexible with what you can put in the front because again, because it's a board view, you show which properties you want, which you can create with formulas. Yes, you need to understand yeah. how formulas work, but you can basically customize the information that's shown on the card with literally yeah. any calculation, any yeah. roll-up, anything you want, which I don't know any other project management tool that can do that. 
No, there isn't. That's the thing. That is the point. Yes, that's an extremely advanced use case. You need to understand formulas and roll-ups and probably relations as well because you're using roll-ups. <laughs> and then obviously the filters and the grouping features in views. But, but once that, you understand that... But most of that with an update, like the, fi the filters, the grouping and the linked databases, all of that together, that's going to become easier with the new update, which means relations and rollups suddenly be like, oh, that's how they work. That Because they can see this database links to this database. Oh, that's the rollup. And they will be able to visually see that links to that. So I think rollups, relations and rollups will become easier to teach and coach and understand as well, which means formulas then become this, instead of it being linked databases, the cap, formulas becomes the cap which i'm looking forward to which it should be it should have been from the beginning yeah. like formulas you do not need they are they are advanced they are the kind of niche use cases or specific use cases for specific things they are not necessary for every person <laughs> however once you reach a certain point and you want really specific things then notion becomes insane <laughs> yeah i mean and it becomes incredible. you could always plug your uh your formula that you stole from me <laughs> that, that formula, by the way, is in the book that's the formula that i wrote in the book yeah it's it's amazing it's but it is a really powerful formula hmm. that it, allows you to do a what lot. you want when you want like, display how, you, how want. you want yeah 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 and i think that's that's where I think my excitement for Notion is more to make it easier for more people to use because we are now heading in. Notion is becoming way more mainstream now. Yes. Notion is becoming mainstream, which I mean, means... I was going to say, it's becoming so mainstream that like the people that my parents are working with, at, like normal jobs i say normal jobs like in the real world jobs like my mum works at a post office and people in the post office are starting to get hold of what notion is like what what's that like they're, they're asking questions about it yes it's slightly influenced that i've written a book about it my mum's talking about it but you've got people in an asda shop shopping center being like notion what's that like and, and they're, they're genuinely asking those questions which before if you mentioned notion like yeah whatever <laughs> i'm not really interested in that <laughs> Yeah. So it's, it's, it's exciting. It's going to be interesting to see where the move, move goes with the like Notion champions, Notion ambassadors, Notion uh, consultants. Oh, I have so many goddamn thoughts on that that I'm just not going to touch. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's a bit of a, a rabbit hole. Maybe we, maybe we'll talk about that in the next one. Uh, qualifications, application qualifications or certifications. Maybe, maybe that's the next next episode. Mm. Yes, yeah, we'll we'll leave that one there because otherwise I will, we will go on to one heck of a tangent. Yeah. So, but yeah, if if you don't want to get the book, great. If not, also great. <laughs> like, there's there's no need to get it. There's no point in getting it if you know Notion. Uh, but what I would say is, when looking for updated information, have a look what version they're using. This is just like a not a Notion thing, just a general thing. What version of the application that is usually using when they're talking about it? Some people moan at my videos in Notion. They're two years old. I'm like, the video's two years old. Look at the version that I'm using. It's obviously different. <laughs> so yeah, try and get updated information, dynamic information rather than static. Any last words? That's good. Before I Mic kill drop. you. <laughs> Mic drop. End. <laughs>